Recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge, high atop the Baylock building in beautiful Midtown Chesapeake, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, bad candy and funhouse massacre. Ghouls, werewolves, vampires, ghosties with the mosties. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to the old podcast. Hey Phyllis. Hey Rob. Nice to be back. Yeah, welcome back to the lounge after we had a special guest last week. Indeed. I miss our special guest. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, we, I can't talk. I miss our special <laughs> guest. I miss them. That was a good weekend all around. Yeah, it was great fun. Yeah. But uh, the podcast was was nuts. We had a ball doing that. <laughs> well, I still haven't gotten to watch the movie, so I'm a little oh, sad. Oh, yeah. Well, we you need to I, watch that we, together. Well, maybe we'll watch it tonight. Maybe we will. That's good. That's a good dinner movie. It's <laughs> right. a good anytime movie. Hey, but speaking of movies... The two we're talking about tonight, trying to get ready and get in the mood for Halloween here. We watched a movie called Bad Candy and another one called Funhouse Massacre. Massacre. <laughs> Massacre. Hey, Arlo. <laughs> now, these are two recent films. Bad Candy was in 2020. Mm-hmm. And Funhouse Massacre is 2015. So right. for our purposes, they're extremely they're recent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> usually for the movies, we usually kind of talk about. But these are the ones we saw while scrolling through the streaming services. And like, oh, that looks interesting, you know. Bad Candy is an anthology film. And I we're, love anthology We're suckers films. for an, an, uh, anthology. I can't talk either, and I'm catching it. I, I've given it to you. Yeah. But we're a sucker for anthology films. Good anthology films, and this yes. kind of misses that mark a little bit. It's not bad, but it kind of doesn't. It is bad. Bad candy. Bad candy, yes. It's in the title. I should have You should have known. Uh, but it's not good either, Yeah. really. Uh, well, let's start off. First, who's in it? Not it, Mostly, you know, not familiar faces, but Zach Galligan's in it, mm-hmm. uh, who was in Waxwork, which we talked about an episode or two ago. Yes. And, of course, Gremlins. Right. And then uh, Corey Taylor who is, uh, uh, I guess, the lead singer in Slipknot. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I did not know that either. I mean, I'm terrible with band names or band well, people in bands, but that's... Bands funny. I don't give a shit about. I mean, <laughs> you know. But uh, but he's a good actor in this. I mean, he, yeah. they both play DJs, radio DJs, right. and he comes across as believable as one of those, you know... Yeah, they do a good job. Uh, and, I mean, yeah. honestly, this movie, I really... I don't know. I didn't expect anything out of it. I just went into it to watch it because it's an anthology film and I thought, well, this will yeah. be fun. And the trailer didn't look bad. Yeah, know. the trailer looked good. The production value was good. Except for the bad CGI. Well, yeah, you know. There's some mediocre CGI I just kind of expect it. that in these movies, really, yeah. to be honest. Which yeah. is sad because I don't want to expect that, but yeah. I do. But, I mean, the acting wasn't horrendous or anything. No, the acting was all right it, in it. It was okay. I mean, nobody was, like, amazing or anything. No, the, the but big... it wasn't horrendous. No, the big problem with it is the was the writing, yeah, and the directing, uh, or or maybe not the directing so much, but the uh, the editing. There's a lot of the the different stories in it. It's like it's trying to be trick or treat. Yes, where it you know trick or treats one of the best ones I've seen. Where and everything is connected in that at some point, but and just enough, just enough. Yeah, yeah, where characters like pass each other or speak to each other or. One that's in the background is the major story later, yeah. you know, and it's beautifully done. This is trying to do that and it fails miserably mm-hmm. because not 
all the stories are connected. Right. And the ones that are are barely thinly connected and not very well. Yeah. And it's really confusing, a lot of it. Uh, some of the stories, or most of them, don't really have an ending. True. You know? Yeah. It's just like, okay, well, okay, they set all this stuff up, but what? Ha- there's a lot of stuff left that should happen or should know. You know, like, okay, the one, the girl raises her mom from the dead and she's like a half zombie and what, kills her stepfather or something? Okay, well, then what happens to her mom? Is she still alive? It doesn't show anything that happens to her. So is she still a zombie going about? I mean, you know, it shows the girl going about doing something, but it doesn't tie up that loose end kind of thing. So, I mean, with this one, the way it starts off is you see what the little girl, I can't remember her name. I never remember names, but... Yeah. She's dressed up like a witch for Halloween. Uh-huh. And she's got her sketch pad and she sketches out the the like evil clown face. Yeah, which right? is supposed to be like the Sam type character, the reoccurring character throughout. Right, throughout all the, the But he's not skits. in everyone. Right. But anyway, so you see it sketch yeah. out and then you see on the paper there's like like I don't know, red or it, it's like a you can see magical type Like a glowy happy. effect. Yeah, something's yeah. up with the paper. And then suddenly the thing is alive. It, it, like yeah. the character is real. So whatever she draws somehow becomes real. I don't know if it's her or if it's the paper or I think it's her. Yeah. Um, well, I think the stepfather mentioned something or the her friends mentioned something about last Halloween. What do you think you're doing? Remember what happened last year? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she is is essentially what's tying all of these things together but it's so loose and not it doesn't really feel like it and it's not all of the stories no they're not all with her right you see most of her story and then 20 minutes in the title of the movie comes up ah right it doesn't come up right at first yeah and so okay so now the movie that was made basically like a prologue Mm -hmm. and then we get the two djs it's halloween night and they're doing their annual what, psychotronic Halloween night show. And they're having people call in with all their fears or their urban legends or stories. And they'll tell them on the air kind of thing. Yeah. So really, maybe the DJs are what's supposed to be tying it all they're together. They're supposed to be. and the, So see, that's even confusing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little weird. And it's a mix of like urban legends and real events that happen in the community and stuff like that that they're telling right but it just doesn't really work very no. well and a couple of stories are kind of cool like the the ones for what veterans mm-hmm. and one of them what it turns into like a gargoyle or something yeah they don't explain any and you know what i'm kind of okay with not getting explanations we've talked about this before yeah that, you know I don't need to be force-fed every single reason for every single thing. I can jump no. into the middle of a story and be just fine. Yeah. Sometimes I like explanations, but and they, sometimes I don't. Yeah. It depends on the story. But this one, they set up a little... They give you some background in their conversation that they were all in the military together yeah. and all in... Well, they even say Vietnam or just say I, overseas? I do not remember anyway. if they say where. They say, it seems like a, the time period would be wrong for them to be yeah, that's Vietnam. What, yeah, vets, yeah. So. But the anyway. one guy... Like they do this every year at Halloween and they round up all these people. They call them rabbits and they, and they're degenerates mm-hmm. like, you know, criminals it's always and, pimps bad and yeah. yeah. And they send them off with pumpkins on their heads and, and in their underwear with their hands tied running through this field yeah. and they're throwing, lobbing spears at them. Yeah. Spears trying and to get them, yeah. and anything they can throw at and them to try and hit their them. one friend turns into this big gargoyle and he comes down and starts sweeping them up like Jeepers Creepers. Mm hmm. 
and uh, he gets Lenny. He, so he feeds on yeah. Halloween. But it's they set up the background a little bit, like I said, in the conversation, telling you that they were in the military together. It shows how different kinds of they're from different background, different types of people. Yeah, different walks of life. But it never mentions anything, I don't think, about why Lenny turns into a gargoyle. Nope. Which is, I don't need to know, but since they're giving you this background on the this other background on them, it seems like that should be part of what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know? And and why do they do this? Is it just because it's his curse? Like does he have to turn into this gargoyle thing once a year? Does I mean Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just if they're gonna set up some of it, they need to be a little bit more. Yeah. You know. I don't need to be spoon fed everything, but it's just you know it's it, why why give you this little bit and not tell you all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. A very strange choice. And then later you see you see him running down the road and like the two prostitutes that were at the quickie mart see him. Yes, you, you see know. them, which they would have been fun to yeah. be the ones that tie it all together. If it kept going back, people kept coming by the quickie mart and it runs back to them and their commentary on what's going on. That would have been a lot of fun. I think that would have been fun. Yeah. You know, I didn't think of that. Till they you get, said it, yeah, they deep. get a little bit and then they're gone and they come back a little later. Like, oh, oh, you know, oh, one, one big thing that this had strike against it. No nudity. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know and like i said though some of the stories were, were okay were a little interesting it was like okay. and i thought okay this is going to be pretty good and then it just kind of leaves you with oh well, what happened yeah you know, where's the rest of it and a couple of the stories just aren't very good no like that one where the uh supposed to be like ghost hunters and they go into this house and the ladies having visions of what happened in the house well and that's supposed to be like the big thing that's like the big kicker or whatever yeah because that brings it back to the one of the DJs, the you know Gremlins guy. Yeah, apparently he Paul. was involved in that as a child or yeah, something. Yeah, was one that of the was kids. his yeah. story, you know. And somebody calls and they're like, "That's not how it happened. That's not really true. Yeah. Had this, I was there, you know, this firsthand experience." But it and, just wasn't written very well. But it wasn't, you know. And then it's supposed to almost be like a time travel looking thing. Or well, supernatural like the, in a way because the one lady's at the house and investigating. She sees and she's what happened in the past, but then she gets yeah, to touch the guy, the yeah, kid. And, she can touch him. And it was. It very doesn't make weird. any sense in the logic that it sets up. No, no, very, very strange. Yeah, and like I said, it just wasn't written well. Um, no, I mean there are individual things that were neat. Yeah, there were pieces, that and there were, were a couple, cool. and a couple of the the comedic bits I did laugh at. You know, yeah, that were kind of fun. Sure. I mean, it's worth a watch. It it's wasn't just, a waste of time. No, it, it just, just wasn't. Was not, it fell short of what it should have yeah. been. It's not like, you know, trick or treat, we watch every year. Yeah, because it's at amazing. Halloween. This, I probably wouldn't watch again. Yeah. Unless somebody I was with said, hey, well, let me check that out. Okay. You know, <laughs> I'll yeah. watch it with you. Right. But overall, it just wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Which is a problem a lot of these recent movies have. You got people making these movies who have seen horror movies, but don't understand horror movies. Mm, right. You know, and they think they can make one if they just put these different elements in the film. Yeah. And it just doesn't work. Look, this is know? a horror trope. Let's throw this in the movie. Yeah, right. Oh, what about this one? And I don't know if this is the one or the second one. I think it might be this one that even a lot of the props and stuff and it looked like they just bought them off at the <laughs> Halloween store, you know? Yeah, a lot of it was. It just looked really kind of cheap. It was. You know, there were some, like the... The kids that go to the the little tree house. That looked like it was going to be a real neat story. And their friendship. That was the first story. And that made me think, oh, this is going to be pretty good. Because that was well written. 
You was. really got a sense of these kids have been friends since they were real right. little. And they're like the last year or so of trick-or-treating, yeah. maybe. and Or they might be even a little too old to trick-or-treat. Right. But they have this friendship that is, there's nothing weird about it. They're, there's like really they're good to really look close. at for each other yeah. friends. And and they even know, like the, the girl, the little witch girl that brings things to life. You know, she has to go home because her stepdad's called like 10 times or something. And apparently and he's kind of abusive. And they they know. And the one kid's like, do you want us to go with you? And she We can wait no. outside the door, mm-hmm. you know. You know, and she gets there, of course, and and he locks her in a room. And, and you can tell he's very abusive. And I guess her mother died. And now she's only got her stepfather. Yeah. And her, Halloween was her favorite time of year. So yeah. she loves to celebrate it, but her stepfather hates it. Yeah. But anyway, so... What the point of that is, the the kids part was really cool, and I feel like they should have expanded on the kids' relationship somewhere, used that somehow. Yeah. But they didn't really. I mean, later you see the boy that was dressed like a skeleton. You see him show up. Well, right, because his sister. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. um, I can't remember what her name was. Shoot, I forgot. Anyway, um, but his sister was involved in another um, murder thing that was going on. Yeah. And. He shows up to see her. But that's you just see him walk yeah. into the scene. That's it. Yeah. And now there were a, a lot of stories, though. There were. There were I more mean, than, more I, than I can remember right There was more second. than four. Yeah. You know, which usually in anthology is about that many. Yeah. Three or four, four or five, maybe. Yeah. And this was quite a bit more than that. Yeah. Um, This definitely wasn't as good. We watched uh, well, last year, we Tales of Halloween. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't bad. I'd watch that again. Yeah. Was that okay. was pretty good. Yeah. That had some fun stuff. This just... Yeah. Just yeah. really kind of forgettable. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. And sad. It, it felt like it had potential, you know? Yeah, it's very sad that it didn't didn't really grab me more than it did. Yeah. But, as always, you should make your own opinion. Yeah. So watch Give it. Give it a watch. It's what on, what are we watching on? One of the streaming things, Prime or... I think it might have been Prime, Pluto but I'm not or positive. I, I think it's available on, on one of the free streaming yeah. channels. Yeah. But Bad Candy, you can look it up. It didn't yeah. show up. It's got a neat little poster. Give it a watch. Let us know what you think. Now, the other one we watched, again, I'm a sucker for anything that has funhouse carnival spook ride <laughs> stuff. I, you know, love that kind of stuff with a passion. Almost as much as I love old movie theaters, you know. Right. And this one, Funhouse Massacre. Let's give the boys a tour of their new playground. This was 2015. Was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It was enjoyable to watch. It and again, it one it had some potential. Mm-hmm. It didn't really fall short, but it's one of those that was made as a horror movie for people that don't like horror movies. That's a very true statement. You know, yeah. it had a lot of elements of horror and a lot of gore, but it was not scary at there all. There was nothing scary. There's nothing suspenseful. There was no f- feeling of dread for any of the characters. Nope. There was nothing on the edge of your seat, you know. <gasps> yeah. No jump no, scares no either. No building. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, nothing. The music didn't add to it. As it far wasn't as, a you know, horror it was, movie. Yeah. It was a comedy, a dark comedy with a lot of gore, but it wasn't but a slapstick it, comedy. No, but I don't even think that it really intended to be a comedy. I mean, no, maybe to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, a little, it's comedic, but it's not. Comedic, it's but, not a. Ha ha ha! Yeah. Laugh out loud comedy. Well, and I mean, but not even like the Evil Dead kind of comedy. It wasn't even no, like that. No. It was just, yeah. I would call it more of a comedy than a horror movie. Sure, but it's it's classified as a horror movie if you go to look for it. Yes, on the streaming services. Now, 
Before we get into the plot, let's talk about the cast sure. in this thing. Okay, Robert England. Yep. Right at the beginning, he's the doctor, uh, the administrator of an asylum. Yeah. Jerry Burns, who you, you won't recognize his name, but you recognize his face. He was all over TV in the like the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. He's at guest spots on tons of stuff. Was well, on a couple of short-lived series, things like that. Scotty Thompson, she was the girl. Uh, we know her mainly from, she was on NCIS, a recurring character. She was like Denozo's doctor girlfriend. Right. Whose dad was Armando Sante. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Clint Howard, little brother right. Ronnie Howard. Yep. Who was in everything. Courtney Gaines, who was Malachi in Children of the Corn. Mm, the tall, right. thin, red-headed kid. Which we need to watch because I've realized I've never seen it all okay. the way through. We'll watch it. And then uh, the only other one of note that I can think of is Carlos Elazarik. Elazarik. Yeah, I might not, I'm not pronouncing his last name right. He was on Reno 911. Oh, right. And he right. was also the voice of the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Yes. Yo quiero Taco Bell. But uh, no, Carlos, Apparently he's he he's funny. Him. He's a really funny guy. Yeah. Other stuff I've seen him in. But yeah, the basic plot of this is, which is, a, it's a great plot, but it has a twist on this basic plot. There's been a lot of movies where, you know, Inmates break out of an asylum and then they go and either take over somebody's house or they go join a traveling carnival or a circus or sure. a haunted house and they start killing people mm-hmm. and then people think it's part of the show until too much until happens. It's not. Until it's not. And that's the basic plot of this. These inmates get broken out of an asylum and they go and start working at this haunted house called um, Land of Illusion Haunted Scream Park. Mm-hmm. And which is based on local serial killer legends in that town. Right. Well, come to find out that this particular asylum, which is kind of hidden away and forgotten about. Yeah, it's like a it's like a black ops site for serial killers because nobody knows it's there somehow. Yeah. And it's just kind of paid for and forgotten about by, I guess, the government. And Robert England says Dahmer and Bundy and Gacy, they're just the ones that got all the press. We house the ones that you whisper about around the campfire. Basically, the serial killers are scared of kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, the, be- the worst of the worst. Right. So the ones that escape are the ones that this theme park is based on. Yeah, which is actually everybody in the asylum. Yeah. Yeah. So they, t- they take over from the actors playing them. They act- the real ones actually playing the parts of themselves. Yeah. And you come to find out after they get in there and take over, the leader, Jeremy Burns, or Jerry Burns, rather, he goes over the microphone and tells all the employees, or maybe it's the whole park mm-hmm. after it's open, yeah. who they are, that they're really the killers, and that this has been the plan from the beginning. Right. They didn't take over the park. The it park was his was idea them, yeah. to build this park years ago, and his daughter, who mm-hmm. posed as a reporter and is the one that broke them all out. Mm-hmm is the one that set this up while he was in the asylum. Right. They funded this thing and got this guy to run it, to build Mm -hmm. it around all their serial killers that were in the asylum with them. So that they could purposefully break out around this time of Halloween and then just kill everybody. Go on a spree. And nobody would Nobody would realize that it was fake or that it was real. They think it was fake. That part, that little twist, I was like, oh, it was a long running plan. That was cool. Yeah. Okay, you had me then. Yeah, that was neat. His daughter, when she gets out of her... Well, so she starts out as like, you, you see her come in as a reporter with this yeah. terrible wig. Yeah. So at first you think, 
she's got a really terrible wig. Is that just a terrible wig because that's the because it's low budget? Low budget. Or... <laughs> yeah. So anyway, she meets Robert England, goes into the asylum, meets all the people. That's how we meet all the characters. Yeah, and then she kills Robert England and breaks everybody out mm-hmm. and then suddenly she's changed she takes the wig off and she's changed puts makeup from, on and yeah. she's kind of like a harley quinn yeah she looks a lot i mean doesn't look like harley quinn but she takes a on harlequin. the persona of yeah. harley quinn kind yeah. of she's got the, the white face paint with like a little red nose which is blood yeah um and literally she takes oh yeah it off of the body See, that was kind of cool yeah. and i um, liked her better than harley quinn uh, yeah she's sexier and, uh, yeah and then she goes to the the biggest and baddest, apparently, yeah. the serial killer of them all, which is... Um, Jerry Burns. Yeah. I can't remember what his name is. I forget, that. too. But anyway, she goes to him, and then she she breaks him out. And, of course, then she runs up and hugs him and calls him Daddy. So Rob and I were like, oh, so this is just Harley Quinn and the yeah. Joker. And it's cool, though, because this guy looks like the Joker. Yeah. He doesn't have any makeup on, but he has a thin face yeah. and kind of a pointy chin. He's got the hair big like the comic and a big smile and a pointy nose and hair style kind of like he looks like the comic book joker i'm like yeah they should have got this guy but in an orange jumpsuit yeah and with no makeup on he just has that f- looking face yeah know, it looks like that so we were kind of a little disappointed because i was like oh it's just kind of a joker and she off, calls you know? him daddy a few times so you think it's the you know the daddy fetish thing yeah and but, you don't learn till later when you find out that the whole thing had been set up by his daughter that it really oh, is. That is her daddy. Daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's his daughter. So like, she was oh. calling her daddy daddy. You yeah. Know? So it it really was them. Yeah. That, so that was an, a nice twist. Yeah. That whole so thing. I was I liked it better then. Yeah. But of course she's just as batshit crazy as they are. Oh yeah. Oh, the um Land of Illusion Haunted Scream Park was the was the name of it. Mm-hmm. It was actually filmed at Land of Illusion. Oh. Haunted Scream Park. Well, that was convenient. Middleton, Ohio. Huh. So they got to use a real place to film this. Hmm. Uh, And I do believe, too, now one of the coolest things about this is all the gore effects were practical effects. I don't think it was digital. I don't remember seeing any real nasty effects. I want to say I read that it was all practical effects. I have to go back and watch it again to Mm -hmm. double check, but it it looked like it was. Yeah. So that was cool. The only thing, there are two things in it I did not care for. The the deputy, the oh, comic relief deputy, got annoying very fast. He was it was too much of him in mm-hmm. it doing his his stupid comic relief stuff. It was yeah. just like well, their oh, version give it a of rest. comic relief for him was just him being the dumbest person on the planet, just a doofus. I mean, not even a doofus. He just was stupid. Yeah, just dumbass, stupid. And it was too much. Yeah. Yeah, they could have scaled that back by half and it would have been, oh, okay, he's a dumbass. Right. You know. Yeah, this, there's no way this guy would have ever been given a weapon. No. Period. No. The rest of the characters were pretty much stereotypical. You know, there was a jock, there was a slut, there was a virgin, there was a nerdy guy. Yeah. There was a couple stoner guys. It's the Breakfast Club of yeah. horror movies. Yeah. There was Shaggy and Scooby. They were <laughs> only stoner guys, but they always wanted to eat. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anybody that stand out super likable that you were rooting for. Right. But there wasn't anybody you really hated either, uh, except the deputy guy. Yeah. I really hated him. Yeah. The only (laughs) other thing that I didn't like was there were a few times where they did, they injected a few, um, like, political statements. Mm-hmm. And it felt really forced. Yeah. It wasn't like an offhanded comment by the character. It was like, we got to get this in the script. Here, say it now. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, 
what? Oh, it wasn't a natural flow of the dialogue. Yep. It was just like you, you really had to force that in there, right? Yeah. And, you know, I cannot stand forced political commentary. Yeah. I mean, you especially know, in entertainment. The, well, right. Some of the best movies are the ones that put their own opinions of things like that in there, but it's done so well that you don't think about it until after yeah. you're evaluating the movie. Yeah. It, social you commentary know? is fine if it's natural part of the story. Yeah. Know? I mean, look like look at Planet of the Apes, which some people think is heavy and some people don't. Yeah. yeah. But when or the characters come out and they're saying this, their political opinions mm-hmm. and like right in your face yeah. it's like hey, just shut up just entertain me just dance yeah. you know monkey dance <laughs> you know i want to i like escapism entertainment i don't yeah. need to be reminded well, i mean i love escapism entertainment and i like or i love a lot of the stuff that has the social commentary in it too yeah. but i love it when it's done well when it's done well you know yeah when it's not forced when you have yeah. good writing that puts it in there and shows you without telling you yeah what their opinion is yeah. that's what i want to see I don't need somebody to get up there and lecture me in a movie. No. Hell no. Um, other than that, the movie was enjoyable. And there wasn't a lot of that. So no, no, that, there was just was, a couple. Was there was small. like one. That's why it stands out. Because there's right. only like one or two things that was like, what? Like, just yeah, out of place. Where did that come from? You know, the rest of it was, was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, hence the title, Funhouse Massacre. Because <laughs> it was in a funhouse and there was a massacre. This is one I would watch again. Yeah, sure. If I could, you know, edit out the deputy parts. <laughs> he was worse than anything else. Well, you know, and it really annoys that in the end, he turns out to be like the one that pulls the shit together. I, I That really, it just does not yeah. feel right at all because he's the one that was a complete farce. Yeah. And one of the characters that, that you kind of liked ends up buying it right at the end. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, I didn't think he was going to die, you know? Yeah. But the and there was a brief hint of nudity in this. Yeah. You know, so quick uh, boob flash. So that was cool. Right, right. There was like, now, there was a couple of bits where, where the slutty girl bumps into the Harlequin chick in the bathroom. That was actually surprising. That was cool because she didn't freak out and go into shock and, and you know, just freeze in a corner while the girl walked up and just and killed, killed her. her. No, the girl like, Slash her face and she's like you bitch you cut my face and they started brawling i was yeah. like yeah she and she got back it was she great. had her she almost had her yep she did she almost you know won over that and i was like that was cool yep. yeah that was that was very surprising and it was unexpected because i expected her to just fold you know yeah yeah same that was really cool i did like that a lot well you know we didn't talk about um the sheriff mm-hmm. she ends up it's, well, we're going to ruin it for you. Not that it's a big surprise. <laughs> Spoilers be damned. Spoilers be damned. Uh, yeah, so she, you know, she starts investigating this murder that happens outside. And, you know, when it happened, I was like, what has this got to do with anything? Yeah, where's the connection Is here? Is this just to let us meet the it's, sheriff? Yeah, what? this murder, they, they find a body in a hotel room. Yeah, and it turns out later that the body was that of a reporter that was supposed to be there to investigate this asylum or something. Yeah. And, of course, that... We learn, we figure out that that's what um, the Harlequin chick. Yeah. She had taken over that reporter's place and went in and that's how she got there. Yeah. But it was also a, a cue that let her realize that that murder was familiar to her. Yeah. Then they stitch up her mouth and eyes yeah, or something. Yeah, they stitch her mouth and eyes. And that goes back to a doll she had and her mom was in this cult. Yep. With the Joker looking guy. Yes. 
And so it turns out in the end that she's actually the daughter. The other daughter. Yeah, the other daughter of the cult leader guy. Yeah. And uh, so she ends up fighting her, her sister, which is the Harlequin person. Yeah. And uh, her dad. And it's kind of cool because uh, there's a one part where the two there's the two DJs come to the park. They're going to broadcast the opening night of the park over the radio for publicity. Yeah, so they're on the stage. So they're on the stage, and then the Joker guy comes. I keep calling the Joker guy. He didn't look like the Joker. He didn't have makeup. He didn't act like the Joker. He just <laughs> had the facial <laughs> features of the comic book Joker. So he comes out and starts telling the crowd out there that, you know, you guys are sick. You guys are so desensitized. To violence. That yeah, I can do anything. I can do anything. Here. And he kills one of the DJs right in front of him. They're like, yay. And they think it's all part of the show. And the other DJ even thinks he it was always a gag he it's wasn't like, in oh, on. That's so yeah. funny. Wake up now, dude. That was yeah. a funny joke. And he kills him. And then when the serial killers jump off the stage and start going after the audience, it's like they're all on board until the guys jump off the stage and they freak out. And I think it would have been a little cooler if they would have like jumped off the stage and the people are still into it. And they kill one or two more people, and then the people slowly like, oh, wait, this is really happening. And yeah. then they freak out right. instead of just immediately like that. Right. Because the way it was set up that they're so desensitized, I think it would have taken a couple of right in front of their face. Like, hey, wait, that's my friend. He's not it. in on it, you know. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was still a lot of fun. But it was one of those, again, it's a horror movie made for people that don't know, don't understand, don't like horror movies. I guess. Because it was more of a Halloween movie. So I don't know who the writer for this is. I don't. I, I can't remember. I didn't. We should probably look, look that, that up. up. I yeah. mean, maybe they actually do like horror movies, and that's why they. Do. I yeah. don't know. But again, it didn't. It didn't have any dread. It didn't have any suspense. Yeah. It didn't have foreboding music. Really, it, it didn't. didn't. And nothing made me get into the horror aspect. It was just. It was like going to a Halloween event. Halloween. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. really. It was what it was. You know, it was like for normal people. <laughs> normal people it was for the normies yeah so the but that being said i did enjoy the movie yeah i did too and the individual characters it, it's funny because you know the individual characters had their own scenes which is perfect for a haunted house each yeah. you know each haunted house uh-huh. each room has its own scene so yeah, there was there was a, the, there was the a taxidermist guy and the a, dentist yeah, guy the evil dentist there was yeah, a the teacher guy or yeah, whatever I don't which know, the I teacher wasn't that. actually a guy the teacher was uh, the harlequin scene with the cheerleaders and stuff i don't know yeah and the students <laughs> all dead and yeah desk and all that um so it was kind of neat that they each had their own scene. And as as people went through the funhouse, some of them got killed along the way. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, no. but some of them got picked off. Yeah. And they ended up populating the scenes yeah. with the dead bodies. And at one point, the taxidermist guy, I uh-huh. think, yeah, the taxidermist guy was like eviscerating somebody and like just pulling. And throwing st- the yeah, and throwing guts it. behind him. Yeah. And so one of the, the main characters. That's amazing, dude. Did you see that? Get some of that shit. He runs back and he grabs a piece of intestine and runs out thinking it's just some prop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's gross. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it was all right. Anyhow, but it was it was really cool that they had all the different scenes that match the characters, um, obviously on purpose. But Yeah, that was the um, neatest part of it yeah. for me was that they had set this up. For them. While he was in the asylum, he had his daughter set all this up to tailor-made. So when they came out, they just, boom, go right back into what they were but yeah. before they got caught type right. of thing. You know, and you have to wonder, what was the thought process for setting this thing up? I mean, he had to know that he wasn't going to make it past the night. Sure, you're going to be able to get some kills in. But 
Well, you're not going to make it all the way through the night. Or if you do, I don't think anybody's going to make what, it out. They're insane. Well, I know that. So I'm just, that's it. That's all there is to it. He's just insane. Yeah. But just he insane. was a cult leader. He actually had some brains to get there. Yeah, but inevitably they all, you know, those cult leaders like that kill everybody in their cult and kill themselves. That's true. Maybe that was just the plan. Yeah. In it, any case, it was a good watch. Yeah, and I think that was on Plex. I believe so. But I'm sure it shows up on another streaming service. Yeah, that was but, a lot of fun. I liked yeah. it. Funhouse Massacre. <laughs> Check it out. You going to sing a song about it? 20-minute <laughs> <minute> song. 20-minute <laughs> song about it. <laughs> Told you that story to tell you this one. <laughs> kill! 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 That part would fit. That would work. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, we'll, you know, the next couple podcasts, we'll go into some more Halloween horror movies. Uh, I'm sure, because it's getting close to Halloween. It is indeed. We got a lot of stuff coming up. Monster Fest oh, is yeah. on October first. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll stay on track with the podcast here. I don't We're know. Going to try our best. Yeah, uh, Monster we... Fest will be happening soon. And yeah, we've got um... Monster Fest is Saturday, October first in Chesapeake. Our yeah. one day uh, classic horror event where we'll have Doctor Madblood there and Mister Lobo and uh, Sally the Zombie Cheerleader and about sixty tables of vendors and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Gamonster. Bobby Gamonster, yeah, that's right. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of fun. What's the other guy? Hack, hack the horror host. Hack's Somebody new. horror show. Hack's horror show. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyhow, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Join us for that at the Chesapeake Central Library on October first. Yeah, we're gonna and... be set up at the Haunted Screams Expo. Yep. On was it seventeenth and eighteenth? It's either sixteen and seventeen or seventeen and eighteen. I think September seventeenth and eighteenth, Saturday and Sunday, mm -hmm. uh, over in Hampton. And they've got a lot of name guests there signing autographs. And we'll be set up selling stuff at a table and promoting the podcast and Rocky Horror and Monster Fest. Yeah. And then we have Rocky Horror. brings us to, <laughs> yeah, we will be performing in and putting on the Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Narrow on Friday, October 28th and on Halloween night. Yes, indeed. And the 28th show is going to be 1130. The Halloween night show will be 9 o'clock. Right on. Join us, won't you? Please. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So I guess that's about it, huh? That's about all I got. We have one thing left to do. One thing left to do. We have to prove that the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. So... We have quite a bit to choose from from the second movie. Not mm -hmm. so much to choose from, I don't think, from the first. Who do we want to go with? Uh, just hit me. I know, I'm thinking. Have we ever had cause to use Robert England? I don't know. I don't think we have. We've never done any of the Freddy stuff. Go ahead. Uh, let's go do ahead. Robert England. Robert then. England. That's okay. going to be easy. Yeah, it's going to be very easy. All right, go for it. Robert Englund was a movie from the 70s called Eaten Alive. Yeah. Where his character was named Buck, and he uses the line that Tarantino stole. Oh, right. My name's Buck, and I'm here to, you know. Yeah. Anyway, Robert Englund was in that. Also, William Finley was in that. Uh -huh. Phantom of the Paradise. William Finley was also, well, was in Phantom of the Paradise with Paul Williams, who was Virgil in Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Thank you. Well, there you go. That was really fast. You didn't even have to bat an eye on that one. They didn't have to think about it. Well, good job. <laughs> You've once again proven that the world does indeed revolve 
around Planet it, of the Apes. And it does. So go watch the original Planet of the Apes movies and the cartoon and the TV show. And then watch these two movies that we talked about tonight. Uh, Bad Candy and Funhouse Massacre. Right on. So that's about it, I guess, for me. How about for you? That's all I got. <laughs> all right. So till next time, thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Good night. Happy Halloween! You gonna die, bitch.